Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers on a Thursday morning. Uh, how is everybody doing? I brought back some of my fellas, some of my favorite guys out there in Philly. Uh, they're starting early. They're starting early today. So, uh, yeah, you know, what, what can you say? I brought Brett and Oscar back. Man, these guys are going to tell you a little bit about what they're doing. What's up, fellas? How you been? How you doing? Bill, what's going on, man? Just living the dream, man. Living the overpriced dream right now. So, yep, we're right behind. But, uh, we're, we're getting ready to be thankful, and then the fat guy's going to slide down the chimney, and then we're going to get a new year, and then baseball season, right? So, why not? I, like I, I hear the Eagles are doing okay this season. Better lucky than good, man. When they pull that all together, you know, when that team finally has a game where everybody's playing right, they're going to beat the crap out of somebody. Yeah, they, have not played, they have not played a, like a full good game yet, and yet here we sit with one loss. The Jets. Had the whole what we call what we call the brotherly shove. Yeah, we got called over here. We got to see Michael Parson ride the wave last night. He went back like five yards. Great. Yeah, we were laughing. We were saying I have a group of people I got watch football with. I've been there for like twenty years. I said, yeah, they should just push, push and see if they go the whole field doing it. The whole field. Just, just do it every play. And it's once in a while have somebody run out some of the pass, just keep on their toes. Be like one drive would be like the whole game. Too, too awesome, too awesome. Um, so tell me, fellas, break down the Phillies' uh, season. We'll talk about the postseason in a second, but what did you guys think about the season as a whole? The the regular season. Yeah, the regular season. Uh, you know, starting opening day, the mindset was, you know, we went to the World Series was to go back and get the job done. And it felt like that the whole season. Like, we felt good. We were having great games at Citizen Bank Park. You could just tell from their home record how do you know how well they do with the crowd behind them. Um, so, you know, ready for postseason. But even uh, before postseason, like, the wild card standing, we pretty much controlled that first spot. And we felt comfortable with the new um, postseason system. But um, – as, as, as all of it was just, it was great until you know, and, until the NLCS. Until it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I, to be honest with you, I'm still. This is probably the first time I'm talking about it publicly, and yeah. you know, but I'm still a bit disappointed. I was at a Flyers game uh, over the uh, last week, and in my mind, I was just thinking about the Phillies across the street. Like I should have been ready for Game Two. Of the World Series in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, go ahead, Brad. I'm sorry. No, I was going to kind of jump in on that. Like, when the Philly season ended, like, I, like, my mind was not ready for it to be over. Like, I remember it ended, and I was just like, I didn't know what to do. And people be like, oh, sorry about your feelings. Even tonight, I went to go vote, and the person at the desk was like, oh, man, you recovered from the Phillies with somebody I knew. I, and, like, I don't really feel like talking about it because it's like, it was – it was a good battle. We lost Reese Hoskins before the season even started for the whole season. We were there for that game, too. Oh, it was terrible, man. Yeah. And then we had already lost Bryce, but we knew he was coming back, so we knew he had to weather the storm. And when Hoskins going down, I was like, uh oh. It was weird. There was a lot of talk in the offseason. Was this the 93 Phillies or the 07 Phillies that we got in 2022? Was this a one and done or beginning of like a uh, tear that's going to lead us to another World Series? So, you know, when we started like that, then it was like, well, who the hell is going to play first base? 
And then when Harper came back and they're like, yeah, he's going to play first. I'm like, dude, man, come on. But everything was working. Like, like we kind of played when we needed to until, you know, when we did in the one series versus, versus the Diamondbacks. But I just feel like there was times in the season where, like, you know, like there was long uh, – there was long um, – length in the season where Trey Turner was playing like crap. But then, you know, but then, you know, uh, Jack Fritz saved the day. <laughs> you know, but anyway, but then it was his turn to come on. You know, there was a time where Kimball's lights out. I you know, don't want to hear that, but, you know, there he was our all-star. There was a time where he did great. And somebody in the Phillies organization told us one time, like, yeah, they don't go out there and want to suck. Like, they yeah. don't – like, they – bad about it. Like, like, trust me, they're not happy about it. Like, you know, his fans were just like, blah, blah. but, you know, baseball aside, it was also cool because we get to see our people, including meeting uh, you guys, you know, including meeting you this summer. And then I remember we went, we where the vet used to be, and we met that other lady who I'm still friends with on Instagram, and we all hung out and yeah. talked, and, you know, you and Oscar, um, you guys went around the city. You know, we met these Japanese guys. I think you were there for that. People from Oakland came out. I mean, you know, Great for us, time. yeah, for us, the Phillies game is also like a social event. Also, like, it's like a movement, like the pandemic for a little bit. Like, it's kind of like. It's like the, going to happy hour at the work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's exactly I mean, the way. Happy hour. Yeah, that, that's exactly. Well, we're going to get to that in a second. That's exactly how I describe it, though, to people. And it's funny because I tell people that I call Oscar, Oscar Domus. Because, Brett, when we were touring the Hall of Fame area, Oscar looks up, and it's the ninth inning, and it's like two outs in the top of the ninth, and he goes, oh, we got to go back up to 301. We're going to get a walk-off here. And you guys are down like two not or by two runs or something. And he's calling a walk-off, and sure enough, you guys walked it off that night. And I'm like, what is this guy? He's got Gray Sports Almanac in his back pocket or something? What's going on? Right? That's how, much, how much that team was jelling, man. And you know what, what I noticed this year was – you know, we watch a lot of baseball with a lot of younger kids. And, you know, in 1993, what what that did for me and Brett as kids, it it's probably the best season, of one, you know, for us. But it was the, the biggest heartbreak, too. And we've been through the heartbreak already. And then right after that game at NLCS, it was just like, I'm walking home like, all right, just another season next year, fellas, and see the, the younger people around us really hurting and had the tears in their eyes. It's like, it brought me back as a kid. And was, I remember that, that first hurt. And that's what, that's what they felt. Yeah, like after yeah. 93, I was here in high school. I had big plans for that. Pretty much after that, I was good to go, man. These losses, like, they suck, man, but they're not heartbreaking anymore. A, a picture just came up like two days ago with me, you, and Jeffrey Mitchell. Jeffrey Mitchell's a friend of ours from the union. And we went there to watch them play L.A. in the finals. And and when they lost, when the Union lost, I said, oh, shit, this is going to be like the worst day in Philly sports ever because the Phillies are definitely losing now, too. And it was like, I don't know, like two two tough losses in one day. And it was just like, you know what, next year. And, you know, next year the Union's still in it. Phillies made it pretty far. I didn't make it all the way. But, you know, you have a, you know they won their first leg of their playoff game. And hopefully the Union will do well. well. So, real cool. We are in. We're in an empty brewery, and it's only me and Brett, and I hear footsteps. No, nah, that's up there. There's people upstairs. Oh, there's people there's upstairs. There's an apartment oh, upstairs. 
Yeah, but this but is like, we're about to end this right now. <laughs> Oscar's like, I see dead people. <laughs> Oscar's like, I'm out of here, man. This ain't going to happen. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll skip over the NLCS because I've been there. I, I understand. Listen, we got swept in the playoffs. The Dodgers got swept in the playoffs. And there's some people out here that are massively ticked off. And we did a live two nights ago talking about how Clayton Kershaw was injured and the Dodgers still pitched him and he had surgery. He had surgery a week ago, but they still pitched him. So we won't even talk about the NLCS for you. I want to get, so for those of you that are listening to this on the audio, go to our YouTube channel as well right now, or when you can and watch this because we're going to air this on the YouTube channel as well. But fellas, do me a favor Tell me where you're at right now and tell me what the heck you're doing in there and, and what's going on. I know, but tell the group what's going on. What do you guys, there's no baseball season. So what are you guys doing? So we're at Red, White, and Brew in Audubon, New Jersey. It's eight years old. After we talk about it, maybe I'll do a quick little spin around for you. But anyway, it's a brewery now. They're closed on Monday and Tuesday. So we've talked about doing podcasts here before. Um, they, they brew our beer. So. Nick, who was here earlier, we got friendly with him last year, and mm -hmm. I said, yo, we should do a beer. So we have a beer, and it's called the Pandemic Brew. And Oscar's drinking it right there. And we uh, partnered with this guy, Greg, over Brotherly Life. You guys should all follow him. He's actually a West Coast guy, too. He's he's a West. He's originally from around here, but he lives out in, um, where does he live? Is he up by L.A.? Uh, not nah, more up uh northwest. Or was it San Diego? No, I think it's like San Diego. Whatever. Nah. Anyway, so we uh we had done some stuff with him before, like you know, just kind of hung out with him. He did a little thing, so we had him design this can for us. And nice. um, you know, me and Oscar, we made a lot of friends around the stadium over the years, and one of them was a higher up for our mark who. Is the concession people? I don't know if they brought him out there. If that's a local no, they also, thing, they, they are like in every stadium. All right, so he's in charge, like the hour mark for this is Bank Park, and he's a good guy, man. I talked to him all the time, and I said, "Yo, what do I got to do to get the beer in the stadium?" He's like, "Yo, give me a call." So we were able to buy our beer. You know, Oscar referred to it be like a happy hour. Now we have beer to drink because we don't usually drink when we go to the games too much. To be honest, once that pandemic broke, there's a lot more drinking going on. Definitely a lot more drinking. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean we're. The Phillies have a tree lighting on November 25th, and we're uh, going to have a like the main street here, and we're going to be uh, collecting non-perishable food for uh, there's a group in town called Audubon Peer to Peer, and they um, are like a food pantry for the town. Um, they also help people get jobs and things like that. So if you want to find donate Audubon Peer to Peer, it's a it's a great organization. Um, we were supposed to do a concert last night or Friday night, but the drummer being a drummer because he's in a punk band is uh hurt or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're we got some events coming up, keeping busy. Sweet, I, I love what you guys do. So, for those of you that don't know, these guys are the most they talk about southern hospitality, these guys are the most hospitable people that you'll find at a ballpark. Um, Brett and Oscar were like second to none um the entire time we were there they were showing us around they were they were fantastic in fact fellas we had such a good time that you guys are already on our schedule for 2024 when, oh, great, uh, man. what when we were working 
Go ahead. I'm sorry, Brett. What was that? They're coming out. We're playing something. Yeah. So we're we've got so our marketing gal said, where do we need to go first? And the very first thing that our COO Amber said was, we're going to Philly. That's the very first thing she said. And we're going to sit up in 301. We're going to sit up with the fellows up there. We're going to have a good time. Now, remember, our marketing director is also a Mets fan. So be nice to her, boys. Be nice. <laughs> they don't have a lot to care about right now. <laughs> oh, we went. Yeah, we went over to the seven line when they came to our stadium. Yeah. And after a couple little ass, I was able to find the uh, guy that was in charge of the group. And they had like, when they had about 3,200 people there. Yeah, they had a lot of big, uh, like about four, four, Full section. Yeah, and, and like we went over and talked to him, kind of like, hey, you know, we do the same thing as you on a much, much smaller level, man. But, you know, and I, I don't think they knew how to take us. <laughs> and like, yeah. we shook hands, we chatted, but it was definitely like, hey, he was, all right, see you, man. I'll talk they, to you later. Yeah, they weren't used to being uh, friendly fans from Philadelphia. You know, we got Captain and Face Paint guy walking up, so I guess I thought we were. <laughs> and Oscar walking around. Uh, <laughs> 1986. So that's the part. part is that I bought it from the GoGo for a dollar and uh Keith Fernandez signed it. So <laughs> nice. So, so he was walking on a bit of VCR. I'll I'll give it to um who is it again that's coming on to Philly? Megan. I'll give it to her when she comes up. You got it. You got it. She'll love it. So so fellas, I know you're doing something as well. These guys uh, I could spend an hour bragging about these guys, and I'm sure you, you all would stop listening um, at probably at the half hour mark, but I could talk about these guys forever, and I love what they do, but rumor has it you're doing something with uh, trying to do something for Dick Allen and his family. Talk to me a little bit about that. So, well, hold on, I'm sorry. Oscar's hearing footsteps again. Yeah, I'm hearing more footsteps. So, yeah, so, you know, when... When me and Brett, we started the pandemic crew. Uh, um, the passing of Dick Allen happened. Um, and right before that happened, uh, the owner of the Philadelphia Phillies, John Middleton, um, did, some, did something that Phillies don't usually do, but they retired uh, Dick Allen's number hmm. in honor of great career. Uh, when the Phillies retired uh, numbers or logos, it's because that player is in the Hall of Fame. So that was uh, the Philadelphia Phillies way of saying, hey, we, we, you know, we truly believe Dick Allen belongs in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, me and Brett, you know, we, we never, obviously we never seen Dick Allen play, but it's, you hear all the stories of these moonshots out of Connie Mack Stadium going down, Sunset, you know, um, what street is that? Somerset Street. And, you know, Dick Allen played, I feel as though he played in the wrong era because just imagine if, you know, ESPN, you know, or Sports Center, he, he's done. I mean, he played 15 seasons. Um, his first, you know, he started with the Philadelphia Phillies uh, and he helped that 1964 team. Uh, you know, obviously that was the collapse year. Um, for the Phillies, but Dick Allen was a big part of that lineup. He brought the power. He was rookie of the year that year. Um, but you know the fans, um, the writers, um, and everyone around baseball didn't give him a fair shot. 
the first the first time with the racial slurs. Um, and, you know, a lot of writers will call him a rebel. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of rebels in the Hall of Fame that, you know, have done the same thing. Um, yeah, but he came at kind of that time where the turning point of that stuff was, you know, I mean, it was, you know, the mid, mid to late 60s. Had he been another decade later, he'd probably been Reggie Jackson, you know. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's something that, you know, Dick Allen used to do. With some stuff like you know, sometimes it might be like FU, but sometimes it might be things like you know, like you know, he'll put like Boo or uh, the one he did do was uh, he put October 2nd, which was you know, the last day of him being the Philadelphia Philly. And then you know, he left Philadelphia, went to the, the Cardinals, and his career just kept on, you know, he was on the Dodgers briefly, he was in the Dodgers, uh, was that 71, I believe. He said that was one of his greatest, um. Moments was that he got put on the same uniform that Jackie Robinson had uh, worn, um, you know, thirty years earlier. But then he then he came back to Philadelphia. I mean, he went to the White Sox, won an MVP over there. Came back to Philadelphia, and even that story, you know, you know, the Phillies are building their um, their core for the ninth trade that Dave Cash, uh, Mike Smith, and all those guys went out to Dick Allen's farm to convince him to come back to the Philadelphia Phillies. And, you know, and Dick Allen would tell yourself, you know, you just go, go look at the videos on YouTube. It's like there was never a chance for him coming to Philadelphia um, because of his first um, stay over here. But, uh, but he did come back. And he did come back. Another run, 76. And he did help those guys. Um, but if you look at his numbers from 1964 to 1974, um, he's up there with all greats when it comes to on-base percentage. And uh, batting average, even though batting average is a thing, a number that's dying now. Um, but at that time, and the pitchers that he was going against, putting up those numbers, the gallon belongs in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Some of the so some, pitchers. Go some of the Phillies, you know, when you go to the Hall of Fame, is they put a statue out for you. Yeah. For the most part. <laughs> for the most part, yeah. There's no Chuck Clyde statue, which maybe that. But anyway, <coughs> sorry, notification thoughts. So, so we thought, you know, Dick Allen deserves a statue. Um, they need the baseball field for him right around the corner. Because originally we were talking about, like, yo, let's get a statue from Dick Allen and let's put it where um, Shad Park used to be, where Connie Max used to be. But it's kind of like in a place where, like, people don't, like, if you're not from the neighborhood, you're probably never going to see or know it's there. So we're thinking about it'd be cool to put it right where his field is to do a statue for Dick Allen. So that's our next project. We're trying to raise funds um, to get a statue for Dick Allen. I mean, we're in the very beginning stages, but you know, we talked about the endemic brew is more than just one beer. We've actually had two different versions. We're thinking about doing a version and possibly, you know, donating the proceeds towards a statue. We're thinking about what we can partner up with the Phillies with. Um, you know, and anybody else out there. I mean, hey, Dodgers fans, White Sox fans. White Sox fans. That's your boy too. What weird team was he on? We're looking. Here's another weird. Team. Like, uh, in the minor leagues, he was uh, the first, uh, you know, African Americans down there in Alabama. Um, so he went through all that hardship down there, and then coming up and you know getting the same thing. Yeah, major league baseball. There's a great book that was called Crash. I read it when I was like, I don't know, twelve or thirteen. My dad had it, so I just like picked it up and I would read it and. Uh, been a big Dick Allen fan ever since. And, like, you know, some of that stuff you don't hear about. So, you know, he passed away. We, try, we want to try to keep his memory alive. And we're also with the publicity. We'll also get him into the Hall of Fame. 
you know, yeah. if, if they see it, grassroots movement because he really does belong to everything about some of the other people in there. His numbers are comparable, you know, to his peers and to other, you know, to the to the um, ensuing decades. My favorite memory, one of my favorite memories of all this was we got to see Dick Allen when he was leaving and say bye and thank you. We were probably the last fans he ran into and talked to because it was during the pandemic. Yeah. And we were, you know, it was cool. I remember we all like rushed down when he was just leaving. It was like, you know, a bunch of like sandbox kids or something. Yeah. Definitely a cool moment. So, yeah. I that's, just... that's what we want to do is, you know, just to work, raise the awareness of his, his career um, and do good things around it. We'll get a statue. Um, do some uh, fundraisers around it, like Brett said. You know, try to you know work a beer or some merch or whatever, whatever right, we have to do um, to get this uh, statue done. And you know, the target date, you know, the All Star Game is coming to Philadelphia in 2026. So we we have some time. We want to get it around that week. Yeah, or, or like around that area. You know, we definitely wanted to be there for that point. Um, you know, Veterans Committee put them in. And then all the veterans this podcast yeah i unfortunately those boys keep calling me but i keep sending them a voicemail um how much do you think the uh, statue is going to cost uh we got one quote first well so we got one quote for 74 grand but again and this is but we also we're still doing our research we want to try to find a local uh artist yeah that has the same that's us. Because we found a local artist, but they're so busy they wouldn't be able to do it for years. And they gave us some other artists who I don't even know you know, that we're still, you know, vetting and got to figure out what's what. Because the one we found was out in Utah. We're not opposed to that, but you know what I'm saying. We would be cool if we could find like a local artist or we're trying to get in touch with the family and see maybe they might know somebody that, you know, that they trust or know. Um, because we've we've talked to the family before and they're all very much like, you know, let's you know, keep, you know, our dads or, you know, whoever's our family member's name alive. You know, as fans, we want to keep it alive. And as families, they want to keep it alive. So, And I, I just think it's our duty for doing it. We're doing it for, you know, Brett's father. I, like, gave up on the fight. Not that it's saying that they gave up on the fight, but, hey, we're, we're still here, and we're going to fight for you guys. Just like I want the future fan base to do it for us when, Jimmy or Chase Utley or Ryan Howard's fighting for a spot in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, my dad would always talk about guys like Johnny Calson and Tony Taylor. You know, they're all gone. And, like, you know, we kind of know them, but, like, you know, Dick Allen was another one, you know. Like I said, he had that book crash. That's how I learned about him. Um, you know, so it'd be cool for some of that generation that's, you know, getting up there a little bit. But that was their – their 64 Phillies, that was their heartbreak. That was their intro to this. I think after that they were reviewed, you know. But then they got the thrill of 1980 to go with it, you know, and then, you know, the ensuing year since. Yeah. So um, offline, fellas, I got some ideas on how Top Fan can help. I think that there's there's some things that we can do um, to help that aspect of it. I think that that's phenomenal. And again, Top Fan Rivalry followers, this is exactly why I like these guys, man. They're, it's not just about them. It's about building the community and keeping the community alive and respect for the players that came before the ones that we're watching now. I, I love the fact that you guys do that. That's amazing. So, um, so you guys got the beer, you guys got the, you guys got the Dick Allen. Is there anything else? I mean, that oh, should keep the merch. So we got the merch too. Anybody can buy the crew. 
for the crew. Stay good. You're good. Section 301. Section 301. Links on the bio. Um, you'll see brotherlylife.com, and you get to see a lot of his work there. He makes a lot of great <laughs> – it's a funny t shirt. Yeah, he, he, does like a daily, he does like a daily, like almost daily comic strip about these two Philly sports fans. Pretty good. I wear an XL, fellas. I'll give you my address. No, I'm not teasing. <laughs> All right. But guys, I love talking with you guys. There's some more stuff, so stay off, you know, stay on after we're done here. But I, tough end rivalry followers, I wanted to get these guys back on, not just to talk about what happened this season, because we all know. Um, 29 teams were eliminated, one team won, um, and that's just the way it goes every season. But these guys do phenomenal stuff. I'll use baseball terms on and off the field, and I wanted to share some of that with you tonight So, uh, or today. So, fellas, I appreciate you joining me on Thursday. I appreciate you showing me around the brewery, showing me the beer, showing me or talking to me about Dick Allen and anything we can do to help out. We would love to to get you there. So. Um, you guys got to promise me that I can see that place next time I'm in Philly. Of course. Oh, definitely, definitely. So, who knows? Catch me working here. <laughs> there you go. Top fan rivalry followers. If you're not following the Fandemic Crew or the Fandemic Brew, you need to be doing that. I don't know what else you're doing, um, but make sure that you're following those guys. And so, I just, fellas, I appreciate your time. Let's do it again soon. Yeah. Thanks for having us on, Bill. You bet.